1: Welcome to our number two of the morning after live right here on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Sports Grid network as well, I am Ben Stevens. On this Friday, we dive right into the action. Back for round number two at St. Andrews, the old course in the home of golf. For the 150th playing of the Open Championship, Tiger Woods on the 18th uh, hole. At the old course, it will probably be his final hole of his week at the Open Championship. Nine over par right now. The current cut is projected at two under. It seems as though Tiger will not see the weekend. At an event he has circled for a very, very long time. A historic Open Championship. The 150th time we have played this major championship. And Tiger most likely will not see the weekend. That, a small bit. Of a bummer. But as we look at the live updated odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Roy McRoy, still one of the co favorites at plus 430 as I am seeing it live here on FanDuel alongside Cam Smith, the Australian, at plus 430 as well. Excuse me. That's the updated odds as we have them and they are constantly changing. So from this board that you are seeing here on your screen, refresh it in about five minutes' time and those prices will certainly look different. It's a very fun part about betting golf live throughout a tournament. Dustin Johnson is the leader right now, nine under par, following his second round for the tournament overall. There is a five way tie at eight under, including world number one, Scotty Scheffler. You have the round one leader, Cameron Young, Turrell Hatton. The Englishman is there as well. And Cam Smith at eight under alongside Patrick Cantlay. So a five way tie. Just one shot behind DJ, who carted a 67-5 under in his second round. And Roy McElroy just getting underway with his second round as well. A 6-under six par 66 in his first round at St. Andrews. He is one of the co-favorites, yet again, to win the Open Championship. The favorite entering the tournament at 10-1. to 1. But let's continue to go around because there's a lot to get to on this Friday. Live right here on the morning after. Including... The second hottest team now in all of Major League Baseball, the Baltimore Orioles. Had the day off on Thursday, back in action to start their final series of this first half of the Major League Baseball campaign before the All-Star break. The Orioles on the road in Tampa Bay. The Rays have won four straight, by the way, sweeping the Red Sox in Tampa, minus 126 as your home favorites today. The Orioles were a lot closer on this money line going with tyler wells their ace on the bump but it has worked in favor of tampa throughout this morning because baltimore enters this matchup a divisional series to end out the first half of the major league baseball season on a 10 game win streak in baltimore is one game above 500 right now 45 and 44 straight up they are only a game and a half back of the sixth and final al wildcard spot currently in a tie held between toronto and boston divisional opponents there in the american league east it is remarkable to say that where we stand right now the final series before the all-star break in mlb the baltimore orioles who had a win total of 61 and a half the lowest number before the season got started those baltimore orioles Are a game above 500, riding a 10-game win streak, and sit just a game and a half back from postseason contention in the American League. Hey, welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The second hour of the morning after live on this Friday on Sports Grid, Sirius XM channel 159, all of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. So that one of the American League East matchups that we have today, the final weekend series of this first half of the MLB campaign before we get to the all-star break, also features a rivalry renewed. Two very familiar foes who played just a couple of weekends ago as well. The Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees, who actually met last weekend at Fenway. This time it's up in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium. Now, the Yankees struggling just a bit as we get ready for the break. They have lost four of their last five games. In fact, lost the midweek series at home against the Cincinnati Reds yes you heard that correctly the Yankees a series defeat losing two of three at home against the Reds booked as a two dollar or greater favorite in each of those three games and as you can see there though the Yankees still getting that respect in the sports book minus 168 against the Red Sox who have lost four straight games Boston going with Nathan Avaldi, plus 142 a very interesting price so we mentioned it now Tampa has that top spot in the wild card standings. They have that secure. The Mariners have the 5th spot in the American League wild card standings. The Blue Jays and the Red Sox tied for that 6th and final AL wild card position, and the Baltimore Orioles only a game and a half back of their divisional foes that being the blue jays and the red sox so as we look at the pennant odds for all five teams in the american league right now an update on the board the yankees number despite their struggles as of late actually getting a little bit shorter to win the pennant in the american league plus 140 the blue jays move back so the third best price at 12 to one. The Mariners, Twins, and Rays, as you see there, all tied for the fourth best odds at 15 to one. The Red Sox, 20 to one, and the Orioles remain at 100 to one to win the American League. We'll see what Baltimore does ahead of the trade deadline at the end of July. So much more in store in this second hour of the morning. After next, we go to the streets of Manhattan before the All Star break for Benny and the Bets. The pitching ninja himself, Rob Friedman, joins us to preview the weekend slate. And more from the Open Championship with Dubsy, Dubs Anderson, to end out the show on this Friday. Come back and join us right here on Sports.
0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
1: Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM, Channel 159. Alex Fasano, our executive producer in the mornings here on the grid, joins us now. He's also our field producer for Benny and the Betts because Fasano, this is our final weekend of the official first half of the Major League Baseball season. We're past the halfway point of games being played in this MLB campaign, but when the weekend is done, we get to the all-star break out in Los Angeles, the home run derby on Monday, the all-star game on Tuesday. So we had to go to the streets of Manhattan for Benny the bets to find some all-stars in our miss.
2: Ben, uh, we had a lot of all-stars there in the streets of New York City. You being one of them handing out some great all-stars to those winners who could name some, uh, some major league baseball players. A lot of uh, interesting names we got there out on the streets of New York City. What do you think? Uh, Can you go even later than Craig Biggio, Mickey Mantle? I mean, I couldn't even think of any at that point.
1: Well, it was pretty crazy because we were looking for mostly current players, maybe people even being featured in the All-Star Game on Tuesday night at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. But some gave us former players like Derek Jeter or some that have played here in New York, including one man who didn't look older than 45 years old but said he was 70 plus who went back to Roger Maris the former home run leader in Major League Baseball. We got it all, as we often do, with the characters on the streets of Manhattan.
2: Yeah, there we go. Right before we get into Benny and the Bets this week, Ben, All-Star Weekend is in Los Angeles. You being an L.A. native yourself, how many times have you been to Dodger Stadium? Have you ever seen an All-Star game there?
1: I've never seen an All-Star game at Dodger (laughs) Stadium, but I don't even know if I could begin to count the amount of times that I was at Dodger Stadium. I used to intern at Spectrum Sportsnet LA, the home of the Dodgers, where you can see the morning after each and every weekday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific time. Shout out to everybody out there on the West Coast. And I would be a part of the live truck at times. I interviewed Clayton Kershaw when he had his scoreless streak going back in, what was it, 2014? So a long time ago. I've been at Dodger Stadium countless times. My advice for anybody who's taking part of the festivities for Major League Baseball and the all-star game that we have this upcoming Monday and Tuesday with the Home Run Derby as well. Go to the top of the park and look back away from the field to the downtown skyline of Los Angeles. As that sun begins to set in L.A., there is nothing more beautiful in my mind. Hey,
2: there you go. Listen up, kids. Get your TikToks, get your Instagrams ready. That is the picture Indeed. for All-Star Weekend. But, hey, Ben, let's get into what everybody loves here, not the producer picks. It's Benny in the bed, so let's all take a hey. deep breath Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of Benny and the Betts. I wonder if this is going to get on.
1: When the Major League Baseball games come to a close this weekend, it'll be the All Star break. So today we hit the streets of Manhattan to test New Yorkers' baseball knowledge and to see how many All Stars we have. Sir, can you name an MLB All Star for us?
3: Uh, sure. Pete
1: Alonso. There he is. Polar Bear Pete. Reggie Jackson.
0: Cal Ripken. Alex Rodriguez.
1: Frankie Lindor. Brandon Nimmo. Starling Marte. Pete Alonso. Barry Bonds. Kind of. It's Don Mattingly. He's a former player for the Yankees, now a head coach of? I don't know, man.
2: I know nothing about sports.
1: I like the hat, too. Can you give us a by order of the Peaky Blinders? By order of the Peaky Blinders. Jeter. Derek Jeter. Uh, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Derek, no, Derek is not a place to play doesn't anymore. anymore no. Javier Baez. Javier. Dodgers, we got Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, uh, Jack Peterson on the Giants. Uh, Francisco Lindor. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers plays
2: football, but relatively close. Let's go with Luis Castillo.
0: Uh, Shohei Otani.
2: Machado.
1: Uh, Jose Ramirez.
0: Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge.
1: Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge it is. We're in New York. They love the Yankees. Craig Vizio. Craig Vizio doesn't play anymore, but that's okay.
0: Evan Longoria. He doesn't
1: play anymore, but it's close enough. Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris. Oh my God, you went way back in the day. And Carlos Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton. Aaron Judge.
4: Altuve. <laughs> oh, Bryce Harper.
1: Andre Jimenez. Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes. Nobody said Clay Holmes. My trap. Oh, nobody said my trap. Why does nobody ever say my trap? I don't know. Best player in the MLB. Can you give us your home run derby swing? Go! Whoa! That was a big fly. Is it gone? Whoa! Back, 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 back. And gone. Let's look up. Yeah, it's a home run, it was gone. All right. Well done, great hit. Boom, That's out of here. That was a big cut, that was probably a home run. What do you think, was that a home run?
0: No, that wasn't.
1: Whoa, that was quite an aggressive swing, I like that.
0: He used to play softball.
1: Whoa. Oh, don't hit himself. Wow, that was an aggressive swing. That was a big cut, was it a home run? No. Yeah, probably not, line drive, but it's on. You're an all-star. I ah, appreciate it. Thank you. You're an all-star.
0: Thank you. Very cool.
1: And you now are our all-star. A star. You're an all-star. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much. You. All-star.
0: Oh, my God. I love it. Star. Nice.
1: Because both Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge are? MVPs. All-stars. But close All-stars. Stars. A star. Oh, you. Because you're an all-star. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're an all-star. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're an all-star. Oh, sweet, dude. Hey, have a good day. You're an all-star.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that. You ever think
1: you're gonna be an all-star? No. An all-star. <laughs> you're my all-star. That's cool, man. You still get a star. You're an all-star. Thanks. Oh. Tell your mom. I'm an all-star, Mom. He's an all-star. All I
2: right, Ben, I don't know what uh was a more exciting part. That guy telling his mom that he's an all-star or the cricket swing that we had. We saw that about halfway through that video. That guy had a low swing, he looked pretty
1: good, but You kept asking, buddy, was it a home run? Was it a home run? Nobody believed in themselves. What's going on? I don't know, man. We got some big flies out in the streets of Manhattan. That's what I knew. Especially that one kid. Great hack right through the zone. barreled it up. That's where I really thought we had a home run there. I think we need to have some more belief in ourselves, New Yorkers, that we can hit the long ball because, as we know, everybody digs the long ball entering a weekend.
2: Well, that's what makes baseball great, right, Ben? Those mm. long balls. I mean, you might have to juice those balls again this year, Manfred. We'll see what happens. But let's get into it, guys. The producer picks here on the morning after. I guess I'm starting it off today, guys. And it's Please do. Home Run Derby weekend. It's All-Star weekend, so let's get into it. I'm going with Juan Soto at plus 500, 5-1 five odds to be your Home Run Derby champion. I mean, guys, obviously being a Met fan, I'm rooting for Pete Alonso to have his legendary three-peat of a Home Run Derby. But... Juan Soto took down Otani last year and then almost beat Alonso last year. He fell in the, what was that, the overtime round. It was hit for hit. So I like Soto's options here. Five to one is a good price. I'm still rooting for Pete, so there's a little bit of happiness hedge there, but I think Soto's got a good shot.
1: That's what Fasano does. He always is hedging his happiness. I'm going with polar bear Pete. I think plus 200 <laughs> is great value. And in that opening round matchup, that Pete Alonso has against Ronald Acuna Jr. who has the fourth best odds right now at seven to one. I think we're gonna get a pretty good match bet price on Pete as well. I'm taking Pete Alonso all the way out there in Los Angeles.
2: There we go. We'll see what happens. I mean, all those Met fans are gonna be watching, staying up late to see if Here they are. polar bear Pete can pull his three, but there you go. The odds to, uh, for the home run derby Pete Alonso two to one. I mean, hey Ben, sometimes we like to take multiple options, so I might jump in. At Pete, 2-1 to as well. But let's get into our guy, intern JJ, taking Sandy Alcantara over 6.5 strikeouts. They're taking on the Phillies, the lowly Phillies, and Alcantara, we know, dominates on the mound. 6.5 seems like a little high, but I think Sandy can do it. What do you think, Ben?
1: Listen, the sample size is there. The Marlins are a minus-166 favorite. We know the volume is there for Sandy as well. He'll throw at least seven eight innings probably against the Phil's today however philadelphia the third lowest k rate against righties the last month and a half or so of major league baseball only about 19 percent but jj i like the look all right there we go and our
2: final producer pick coming from our guy graphics producer jesse the hot hand of the producer picks he's going with an under nine runs in the mets cubs game i mean the mets scored eight last night with a shutout and they took him down I think it's going to, I mean, hey, I'm not even going to argue anymore. Jesse Metzger right. is our hottest hand on the producer plays. I'm riding with him. And, hey, the Mets could still win, and it goes under.
1: Jesse always ahead of the market, because now that over-under total is at 8.5. So he got the better of the number. Maybe he knows which way the wind is blowing at Wrigley for some day baseball on this Friday between the Mets and the Cubs. Fasano and I, a big fan, sportsbook boost last night. Astros, Mets. Brewers, winners, plus 550. We hit it, Fasano. Now we go to the pitching ninja. Rob Freeman joins the show next.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: We look back we look forward to the weekend the final weekend series of the official first half of the Major League Baseball season live right here on a Friday on the morning after and helping us do that especially from a pitching perspective it is the pitching ninja Rob Friedman from FanDuel joins us now on this Friday on TMA Rob the final weekend of the Major League Baseball season's first half before we get to the all star break starting on Monday in Los Angeles what will you remember most from the first half of this year
3: oh that's a great question I mean to me it's the dominance of Sandy Alcantara and Shane McClanahan I mean that was a a blast um man Alcantara is just a workhorse and he's so much fun to watch and then McClanahan's got so many weapons both of those guys have been great maybe the The rise of Spencer Strider too yep
1: yeah very true Spencer Strider great in the win for Atlanta over new york a couple of days ago in that battle for the top spot in the national league east you mentioned both sandy alcantara and shane mcclanahan the betting favorites in the nl and al respectively to win the cy young sandy's minus 110 a minus money number as we get ready for the all-star break and sandy will make his final start of this first half of the season today at home for the marlins in a matchup against a team i am blanking on let me go back rob to the odds we got to do this. All right, here we go. The Phillies. There we go. Took me a while, Rob, but I got it. So the Marlins minus 166 against the Phillies with Sandy Alcantara on the bump. How does Sandy match up against the Phillies today?
3: Uh, he matches up well against anybody. I mean, that dude is an absolute horse. And, you know, the, the question for me is just strikeouts. Like if I'm looking at a strikeout bet, I don't know,
1: like he's been all over the place. He could strike out 14
3: or he could strike out three. He's going to beat you, though. That's just what he does.
1: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because the six and a half K prop for Sandy today seems small just because of how much volume Alcantara has when he's out there on the mound going into the seventh, eighth inning. As we showed, three complete games already this year, a 100 or more pitches in nine of his last 11 starts. And that 173 ERA, by the way, second best in all of the bigs, but the Phillies don't strike out a ton. So be wary of that six and a half K prop. You see the minus 110 price to win the National League Cy Young Award, Rob. Is Sandy Alcantara in your mind on a tier by himself as it relates to the pitchers in the National League? That is a great question because
3: he's clearly the leader. Like just if you look at the sheer number of innings the guy pitches at such a great clip, yeah he's definitely the favorite to me burns at plus 700 though like Mm. i find that attractive i mean he's got a 2.14 era this year what at 11.4 k per nine something like that like he's outstanding and for him to be that far back as a defending cy young award winner i don't know i'd I'd give that a look but sandy's
1: the reigning NL Cy Young winner in Corbin Burns, as Rob alluded to there. And it was a great pitchers duel that was promised for us last night in San Francisco between Corbin Burns, the starter for Milwaukee and Carlos Rodon on the other side. For San Francisco burns seven and a third last night only one earned on four hits and struck out 10 against the Giants in 115 pitches Carlos Rodon five innings of work gave up eight hits but only allowed one earned run in a great great pitching matchup so Rob you stayed up for some of that game late up in San Francisco last night what did you take away from that pitching duel Dude,
3: it was a lot of fun. I mean, you watch Rodon, and Rodon is a force of nature on the bump. He just isn't. He's a bully out there. Like he shoves the ball down your throat um, and has a nasty slider. And all of that was in evidence last night. He got out of a bases loaded jam by Kang the side. I love watching that dude pitch, but Corbin Burns is a surgeon, like especially yep. with that cutter. He just can kill you with it. 10 um, Ks dominant as always he's been so good this first half
1: yeah that was that was like playoff baseball it was a lot of fun yeah it was expected to be good and it certainly was very very good last night the brewers winning in extras by the way three to two now a three game lead for milwaukee in the national league central but the hottest team in baseball rob Freeman, is the seattle mariners they have won 11 straight games their first double digit win streak since the year two thousand and two, and on the bump today, the reigning American League Cy Young winner in Robbie Ray. Last year for Toronto, now with Seattle, and they're a minus one sixty-four favorite. Rob, so at least an indication from the FanDuel sports book, the M's are going to continue their winning ways. What can we expect out of Robbie Ray on the mound today? Yeah, another guy who you got to like watch
3: pitch. He's a very simple guy. I mean, he just he just comes right at you. But ever since adding back his two-seamer, it has taken his Mm. season and turned it around. Like now, before he was mostly a four-seam slider guy, and you can guess. Now, adding back in that two-seamer that he threw earlier in his career, it gives you one more thing to think about. And he's got that whole shoulder turn thing, a whole bunch of things
1: going on that makes him really
3: tough. Like he may rack up the Ks, and I don't doubt that they would be the favorites today.
1: Yeah, even on the road in Texas, things are going very well for Seattle. Now, the fifth spot in the American League wild card race. They're a postseason team right now for Seattle, who have only made the playoffs four times in franchise history since they started playing Major League Baseball for Seattle in 1977. They are starved for postseason baseball up in the Pacific Northwest on a great track here to end out the first half of this Major League Baseball season. So, the Mariners, Rob. Have won 11 games. The Baltimore Orioles have won 10 straight as well, sit one game above 500, and are only a game and a half out of playoff contention in the AL. Can the O's keep the good times rolling?
3: I sure hope so. I mean, that fan base deserves it. They've been really good and they're energized. Like, that. The thing that stands out to me about them is their bullpen has been outstanding. Like, they have so many different pieces. And I just noticed it doing what I do on social media that I ended up featuring a lot of Orioles pitchers. And it's mostly their bullpen. They've got just ridiculous stuff and can shorten games.
1: And it's going to be a fascinating case study to see what Baltimore does ahead of the trade deadline. Nobody expected the Orioles to even be near 500, let alone above 500 or in postseason contention by the way tampa bay now that fourth spot in the american league wild card race that top spot out of the wild card teams they've won four straight games so that will be fascinating to see when we look at the american league cy young award right now shane mcclanahan of tampa bay is the betting favorite with the best era in all of baseball is he your first half winner of this award rob
3: oh yeah and it's not close i mean to me he should be. His odds are about the same as as Sandy's odds in the NL. Yeah. Um, like I don't see anybody nearly as good as him. He's been consistent. He's put. He's he's breaking all sorts of records. Like if you if you cherry pick them, he's having an he's having a historic season, um, and I think everybody needs to pay attention. The dude can get you with any one of his pitches. I mean, even his changeup. He dominated the last game
1: with his changeup. He's so yeah. so good, and he has to be the favorite. His 10th win of the year, just two nights back against the Boston Red Sox. You'll notice a name there who is tied for the third best odds to win, not the American League MVP, the American League Cy Young. And his name, of course, is Shohei Ohtani at plus 850. Shohei on the mound in his five most recent starts has been absolutely sensational and not just in the Cy Young market Rob he is now the betting favorite once again is Otani to an AL MVP even money plus 100 how do you describe what you have seen out of Shohei on the bump here as of late
3: I mean he's the best
1: baseball player on
3: the planet isn't he like he's what everybody wants to be when they grow up his pitching he is I mean it's just electric there is probably nobody else you'd you drop everything and watch more than him. Mm-hmm. His slider has been just ridiculous this year. The horizontal movement he's getting on that. You know, we all like to talk about a splitter, but that slider has been just dominant and taken his pitching to a whole nother level. He is legit a Cy Young contender. Um, if McClanahan falters, I think his stuff is also very electric, and uh, that could be a
1: battle in the second half, depending what happens. Yeah, and we'll see what happens exactly with the Halos. They're 12 games below 500 right now, but that was going to be my question, Rob. Does Shohei have a legit shot at winning not just the American League MVP, but maybe couple that with an American League Cy Young Award, and you think there might be if McClanahan comes back to the field just a little bit. You mentioned a guy, Spencer Strider, for Atlanta, has come on so strong here in the last month and a half, two months for the Braves, a part of Atlanta's, winning ways that have got them back into contention in the National League. And he is now the betting favorite for the National League Rookie of the Year is Strider. What has worked so well for him that has helped the Braves get back to where they are? He's another guy that's
3: a lot of fun to watch. It's his confidence and his fastball. Like he just comes at you, he pounds the zone, doesn't you know tinker, he doesn't worry about something for a young pitcher like that to just throw the ball in the zone constantly. It's so much fun yeah. to watch. And he's got a flair about himself. Like, that dude should be the favorite for rookie of the year. Although my man Michael Harris, too, being an Atlanta guy, you have two guys that are
1: really shining. It's a lot of fun to watch. Two of the best odds right there. And Strider, the favorite at plus 165. Rob, quickly here, only about 30 seconds left before we get to the end of this segment, ahead of the end of the first half of the Major League Baseball season. Who's a pitcher to keep an eye on in a potential trade market when the second half begins?
3: Oh, I mean, the number one target has got to be Luis Castillo. Like, that dude is going to get a change of scenery. He's a legit top-tier pitcher, and he will help whoever he goes to. Like, just, you saw him last night. Like, he's yep. he's another guy. He's got a lot of flair about him. Those those K struts and and lunges and stuff, spins, he's
1: fun. I think the Yankees crowd last night in the Bronx loved what they saw out of Luis Castillo, despite the fact that Pinstripes ended up losing the game. The pitching ninja, Rob Freeman, always reminding us how hard it is to hit Major League Baseball pitching and breaking it down with the best. Rob, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on the morning after.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: The second round of the 150th Open Champions continues at the old course at st andrews the home of golf so helping us break it all down right now on this friday on the morning after is our guy dubs anderson dubsy thank you for coming back on the show i would say thank you for joining us bright and early but you've been up all morning following the second round at st andrews
4: i have benny uh, you know rest is overrated especially this week what a special event A very special scenes coming from the yeah. old course uh, you know only a few moments ago that tiger woods walks up the 18th, a very emotional uh, you know, tip of the cap to the crowd, the fans who absolutely adore him. Uh, Max Homer and Fitzpatrick, very respectful. Letting Tiger Woods have that final walk of the 18th by himself. Unfortunately, he's not going to make it through the weekend, Ben. It's not what we were hoping for. I, I think he got off to a really slow start there yesterday. And, I mean, when you look up to the top of the leaderboard and this guy's already at eight under par, you're six over through, you know, seven holes. It's a little demoralizing Again, Tiger, he hasn't played a lot of golf coming into this one. He wasn't as sharp right. as we had hoped. But again, very special scenes coming from St. Andrews this morning.
1: A double on his opening hole yesterday that led to a six over par round, 78 in that first round, a career worst for Tiger at St. Andrews during an open championship. And he backs that up with a 75 today. Nine over for the tournament will miss the projected cut by a lot of even par is where it stands at right now. But that does not take away from the moment that we all just witnessed about 15 minutes ago, Tiger Woods walking up the 18th hole at the Old Course, his favorite in the entire world at St Andrews. Dubzy, how would you describe that scene in what it means for Tiger Woods at this point of his career? Yeah,
4: very special for Tiger, very special for everyone who was there who uh, who saw tiger coming up there look when's he going to come back we're, we're not sure if he's going to be able to make it back to st andrews you know when we stop here uh, throughout the rotor for the next open championship maybe it's five six right. years what's tiger's body going to be looking like you know at that stage is he still going to be playing competitive golf so maybe this was the final farewell at the home of golf for tiger of course that he tells us is his absolute favorite where he's won twice before and i think it's a, it's a moment in time uh ben that's really gonna Stand the test of time if you. I think we'll look back in 20 or 30 years and it's an iconic moment. I think it's an iconic week, you yeah. know, the 150th edition of the tournament. I thought it was pretty uh, monumental when we pan over and we see Roy McIlroy teen off the first hole there. He tips the cap. We've always been going on. Who's the next in line to put the sport on their back? Tiger's done it for so long, pretty much by himself. Roy McElroy, I think what we're starting to see is a bit of vintage, Roy. Maybe he's the next guy. Maybe it's that kind of week. Tiger Woods... Yeah. Hands it off to Roy McElroy uh, to go into the future and carry this sport in a time where we really need it, Benny, with everything going on, you know, off the golf course.
1: Everything going on off the golf course. Roy McElroy has carried the torch for the PGA tour, has shared his thoughts strongly about what he feels about the Live Golf series. Maybe it's inspiring what Rory has done here as of late was the pre-tournament betting favorite to win the Open Championship at 10 to 1. A great start yesterday, 6 under 66 in his opening round. Plus 430 is that number now on McElroy. The second best price behind your countryman, Dubsy, that would be Cam Smith. The mulleted Man is now the live betting favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the Open Championship outright at plus 280. Dubs, what have you seen out of Cam's game so far this week that has worked so well at St. Andrews?
4: Well, you know, it's, it's still probably the best uh, the best haircut we've got out there on the golf course. But Cam Smith, sure. he looks fantastic, Ben. And the tougher it plays, the more it suits him. Uh, from what i am seeing, it is all the flat stick. And we know that from Cameron Smith. The biggest weakness is the driver. But this is a week where you can sort of get away, you know, with being a little wayward. You can poke a couple of two lines down there. So, I love Cameron Smith's game. Uh, he was 22-1 to pre-tournament. I think that's right. a decent number. He's going to be there on Sunday afternoon. This is a guy who hasn't got a major to his name, but I don't think he's scared... the occasion the biggest win he's got is earlier this season at the players championship where it played really tough and look there's no getting around it these guys up top of the leaderboard have to tee off in the last couple of groups saturday sunday so they're going to get the tougher conditions what we've seen you know thursday friday the low scores are coming from the early group so you know going into moving day tomorrow we can still expect a couple of flyers but i like what i'm seeing from cameron smith and what a leaderboard up top here i mean dustin johnson a former world number one cameron young a guy who's been knocking on the door Every time he pegs up, we saw him right there at the U.S. Open. Your world number one, Scotty Scheffler, Tyrrell Haddon, Paddy Cantlay, Taylor Gooch, Adam Scott. Stop me, Benny. This one's shaping up to be an absolute yes. blockbuster. Best major championship of the year.
1: Syed Figala as well, who has been a young star on the PGA Tour, knocking on the door and there's Rory McIlroy still at six under par, even through his first two holes of his second round at St. Andrews today, Dubsy. What can we expect out of Rory on this Friday at St. Andrews?
4: Look, all Rory has to do is get it to win the, you know, a couple of shots. Cameron Smith is down 10 under par. If Rory could just post a three or four under, sit at eight under, sit at seven under par, that's all we need going into the weekend. Again, he's playing this afternoon where it is a little tougher, but I like what I'm right. seeing from Roy McIlroy. He's definitely found something uh, this season again. I think the biggest difference is the short game. You need a lot of shots, and I think that's where Tiger Woods really struggle. You need that sharpness. Roy McIlroy's got it. He's playing motivated. Uh, I think the circumstances are perfect. We don't want him to be the leader you know. after round two. We don't want him to go wire to wire, and then it's his tournament to lose. Everyone's saying, Roy McIlroy, how special is this going to be? No, no, no. Just cruise right. two or three shots back, and we know when he is... Inform Ben. Um, I don't think there's anyone else out there who can do it like Roy McElroy. You see him up close, it's uh I'd liken it to a young Tiger Woods. That much talent and that high of a ceiling.
1: Cam Smith right now, as Dub mentioned, the favorites at my, or the leader, I should say, at 10 under par, a shot ahead of Justin Johnson, who's nine under, along with another Cam Young who is on the course right now. Cameron Young yesterday, the first round leader, 64. Eight under par, the best round we have ever seen out of a player making his Open Championship debut, dating back to when they moved the Open Championship to 18 holes in the 19th century. Dubsy, that goes to show you the history of this major championship. Do you think the young Cameron Young, who is only 25 in his first ever Open, has the staying power to be a part of the contenders even into the weekend?
4: Yeah, I, I definitely do, Ben. I love this guy's golf game. You know, 18 months ago, he was barely on the Corn free Tour. Now he's on the PGA Tour. He's been knocking on the door. And what stands out to me is uh, we turn it back to the PGA Championship there. He was right there over the weekend. Yep. Um, he didn't make many mistakes. He looked pretty comfortable. He got a little angry. He's got a new caddy on the bag with a bit more experience coming from the looper. I love his golf game. Look, this is a week, Ben, where earlier I said, well, you, you need more of a chess player. But the distance, the length off the tee is really playing pivotal. Cameron Young, one of the best drivers on the PGA Tour. Plenty of confidence. And this is a, this is not meant to happen, Benny. These young guys, your no. first year on the PGA Tour, no, no, no. You, you've got to do a couple of years, earn your stripes, figure out how to win. But Cameron Young, nah, he, he doesn't agree with that. He thinks the time is now. I don't see him taking many backward steps. And again, I think the way this one's playing out, it's going to be perfect for the life betting. Plenty of, you know, jockeying up and down yeah. the leaderboard throughout Saturday and Sunday. So Cameron Young, he, he'll be there late on Sunday.
1: After being the round one leader yesterday, his price to win the open outright, plus 900. He is one under through his first seven holes of his second round right now. Nine under overall for the tournament. And live, as we showed you, those odds getting better on Cameron Young from nine to one yesterday to plus 800. So, Dubsey, you went through the leaderboard and all of the huge names in this sport we have. Cameron Smith sits at the top right now, 10 under. Dustin Johnson done with his second round He's at nine under par. Patrick Cantlay, Matthew Fitzpatrick, the U.S. Open winner, is up there as well. World number one, Scotty Scheffler. So from that live perspective, we are going to see big names make moves over the next two days at St. Andrews. What's the approach to betting the Open Championship this weekend?
4: Yeah, well, I mean, it depends uh, what tickets you got pre-20, but I think the numbers that stand out to me, people are forgetting that Dustin Johnson is still a very, very good golfer, with a very underrated golf IQ. You put him on a golf course like this one, he looks like he decided to show up with his best game. I think the number at 10 to yep. 1 is decent. And a guy like Patrick Cantlay, if it's going to be a putting contest and a birdie shootout, I turn it back to 12 months ago. He was the Scotty Scheffler of last season, especially this time. We know once he gets hot, he is really dominant, especially with in the Rock, Shorter golf course, chess player, Paddy Cantlay. I was worried from what I saw a couple of weeks ago at the Travelers, but... He looks to be, you know, Paddy Ice, Paddy Terminator. He can still mm. get him at, what, 16-1? to 1? I think that's a pretty good yep. number, Benny. But, of course, so many big names lurking on this leaderboard. I think it's going to be really condensed moving into Sunday, moving into Sunday. We like Cammy Smith at 22-1. to 1. I think he's going to be yeah. a problem late on Sunday. I think it's his time. He's motivated. The other events that they don't get his attention, major championships are the currency for these elite golfers. Cameron Smith, the time is now, son.
1: The Mulleton Man, a 5-under 67 yesterday. Already 5-under through his opening nine of his second round. And again, your solo leader at the moment, 10-under par. One stroke ahead of Dustin Johnson, who, Dubsy, DJ said at the end of his round in his post-round interview, he was the leader in the clubhouse at the time, but didn't expect to be the leader following round number two. What do you think the number is going to be? after round number two that is in that pole position and who will be the golfer that leads after two rounds at St. Andrews I think it's going to be
4: Cameron Smith you know 10 under par he's still got nine holes to play there's a couple of good birdie looks on the back nine I think he gets it to 12 under par now I cannot believe we're saying 12 under par is going to be leading through two rounds yeah. here at the old course I think the cut is, may even move to one under par and realistically Benny in the light betting I'm still looking at guys at three under, at four under, because, you know, if you go off early tomorrow, there's a lot of birdies on this golf course, especially when the wind's not up. I think we see a couple of risk reward pins. So, you know, these guys can play aggressive early, but I think 12 under is going to be leading after today's round. The winning mark comes Sunday. I think we're going to be pushing Tiger Woods' record of 19 under part. But again, anyone yeah. at three under, four under, they're still right in the mix here. And you can still get some massive numbers. I mean, a guy like Adam Scott, I hate to, you know, throw another Rosie in there at seven under par, three shots back. You can still find him at close to, you know, forty-one to one. Sam Burns, yep. uh, the young American, I think he's knocking on the door. You can get him at sixty-five to one. So there's some big numbers in the live market. But hey, not even halfway done, Benny. We've seen so much drama already. John Daly trying to make it through the weekend with Little John on the bag. Somebody get me a couple of DC's, Diet Cokes if Big John makes it through to Saturday.
1: Dubsy, put on your meteorologist cap right now. What's the weather looking like this weekend at St. Andrews?
4: It's looking more of the same, Ben. So that's what I was touching on for moving day tomorrow. I think there's low scores early in the day, but the leaders cannot avoid playing with a bit of wind. You look at the golf course, you can tell by the color of the fairways, it is starting to get rock hard out there. A firm golf course, it's going to test these guys even more because you can't hold the fairways. You're going to find a couple of pot bunkers. You're going to go into the deep rough. And again, coming around those greens, that's the defense out here. So much undulation, so much runoff. And we're going to start to see the marquee pin placements to really test these guys. So more of the same, Benny. Steady conditions early. Uh, Breeze is going to get up in the afternoon. But nothing really tough. Not what we were hoping for.
1: Yeah, we are going to see some very low scores at St. Andrews. The old course, the home of golf. And with all the big names we have on this leaderboard, Dubsy, we are in store for a wonderful weekend at the 150th Open Championship. It feels historic, Dubsy, doesn't it?
4: It feels very special, Benny. I think we need a special winner. Not, not someone, you know, coming from deep. It's going to take pedigree. It's going to take class. Everything is going to be tested. It's licks golf. We want a chess player, the ultimate chess player, if you will, Ben. I'm so charged up for this one. Somebody go pour me a nice cold glass of Diet Coke. Raise one for Jay A day. nice
1: cold... A nice cold...
0: The guy doesn't need coffee. That's for sure. Dubsy, thank
1: you and have a great weekend. (laughs) We're back up next.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: out our week together, our two hours together, on this Friday live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for Sports Grid radio on Sirius XM, and all across the SpizGrid network, I am Ben Stevens. We are enjoying what we see at a historic Open Championship right now, the 150th playing of this major championship, the home of golf, the old course at St. Andrews what a tremendous scene it was just about 25 30 minutes ago Tiger Woods who will finish his two rounds at St. Andrews nine over par he'll miss the weekend but walking up the 18th hole was something of beauty gets me emotional thinking about it and as Tiger was walking down 18 almost passing the torch to a man standing on the first tee that was Roy McIlroy a 66 in round number one So let's have some fun with the live odds of round number two before we depart for the week. So before we say farewell and before we say goodbye, it's time for a PGA tour major championship, open championship best bet. It is time for bye bye bye. When you have such star power, such substantial names on a major championship leaderboard as we do right now at the open we can find tons of value with those live odds rory mcelroy through three holes of his second round following an opening round 66 six under par yesterday at the old course at St. Andrews. There was a plus money number that I absolutely adore that I just bet and I hope you join me in doing as well. Check the live odds as it stands, but throughout the next 15 holes for Rory in round number two, if he posts five birdies or better, that is plus 175 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. McElroy had seven birdies in his opening round 66 yesterday. Check the live odds, it's a very fun way to bet the major championships, the Open Championship at St. Andrews, in store for a special weekend. That does it for us here on the morning after this week. I'm Ben Stevens. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk on Monday.